We begin by acknowledging that the land on which we produce this podcast is the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe people. This territory is covered by the Upper Canada Treaties. We acknowledge the enduring presence of First Nation, Métis, and Inuit people on this land, and we believe it is important to move forward in the spirit of reconciliation and respect. Hi, I'm Kimberly McKenzie. And I'm Paul Nazareth. Welcome Welcome to the Intersection. Intersection. Today we continue our conversation with Mark Herlihy. Mark is the CEO of Canada's Children's Hospital Foundation. He's known for building collaborative and winning teams and cultures wherever he has the opportunity. Today, Mark shares how he's completely rethinking how his organization works over the next two years. This includes remote work policies, moving from talking about performance management to progress management, and creating a strategic plan that provides structure but is agile enough for shifting priorities. Please join me in welcoming Mark to The Intersection. I saw on Facebook that you just posted a office furniture for sale. Like there was like this massive, massive garage sale of office furniture. And and I, I'm curious about what that was all about. Well, so 2019, I was reading a book. I'm sorry, I read a lot, okay? So mm-hmm. hey, we're book fans here. <laughs> so I was reading a book by this woman named Linda Nazareth. I think any she- relation, Paul? No, but we know each other really well. Oh, do you know her? She writes for the Globe, right? She you writes the future of work for the Globe, and I have all her books. So and the- she wrote about philanthropy in her second well, last book. Right. So the the subtitle of that book that I read was Work is Not a Place. That's it. And I already knew that the way we were organizing our work in the traditional way wasn't going to work for us in the long term. Um, We're working with 13 children's hospitals across Canada with 30 different partners, and we are just not normal. (laughs) And so I knew that stuck with me in that book that, okay, so we think of work as going to a location for a set number of hours to get a series of things done. And she pointed out saying like, why do we organize ourselves this way? Because work is about creating impact and enabling uh, value. It's not about how many hours you work or where you work. So I already knew this. Then the pandemic hits and we're looking for a new office space downtown because we were in Vaughan and we wanted to cut, we had nobody up there. And so I decided that, um, and I talked to a couple of board members said, crazy idea. Like, uh, um, aren't leases coming up? Like, would you think it stupid or crazy if I closed the office and and the board chair, uh, the new board chair, Jennifer Gilvin, who's from Halifax, she goes, oh, Mark, I wish I had that opportunity. (laughs) So we decided to close our office. We started thinking about alternatives. We knew we wanted a, I think of it as a hub for our work not a location for our work. So we actually started conversations with um, WeWork and we struck a two year deal with them to create a hub for our work. While we take the whole stuff through. So we, in fact, today is the, I I haven't been there in a while, but our people are moving the stuff out of 
the uh, Vaughn office and into a Richmond wow. Street office for wow. WeWork. Mm -hmm. Talking about being ahead of the curve on that. So tell us so, what WeWork is for those of us who don't know. So WeWork is a company, uh, it's sort of the Airbnb for business, right? Yeah. So you think about uh, how we, we rent office space and we need kitchens and bathrooms and boardrooms and meeting rooms. And a lot of times our boardrooms and our kitchens are just dead space. So it's the worst investment a per square foot dollar you can possibly make. Um, so, so in this model, you go in and, and basically you have your workspace only and you get a certain number of credits per month to book rooms. Mm -hmm. You need a big boardroom, you book a big boardroom. You need a teaching center. You need, there's a coffee shop in the center where you get to collaborate and even intertwine with other businesses in the building. And there's, space, there's about six of these buildings in, the, in, in downtown Toronto. And we're at the one at Richmond and Duncan. There are six floors. It's a brick and beam, really cool space. We have an office there for, um, for um, uh, 15, which is about, uh, we're planning for half of our team to be able to go to work at any one time after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, and so we have all this flexible collaborative stuff that is just uh, just gonna enable us to re completely rethink how we do work in the next two years. Yep. That's, That's exactly the sample example that we need to talk more about um, in, and how workspaces are innovating. My husband is using virtual Oculus headsets, virtual reality. Now he owns a technology company. And so he's exploring how virtual reality headsets can transform how we come together. There's some bar the technology is still a barrier, but his teams get together in the headset um, to do their brainstorming and their thinking. And that is, I think, another way forward for organizations to start to look at how can we improve our mental health have a more balanced life, a healthier life, and still contribute meaningfully to the world. So I'll give you the tension point on this discussion, mm. because the, the first dimension was space and place. Mm -hmm. But the one that's a huge tension point for me and a lot of even my direct reports at times is time. Okay. Because a lot of bosses have this Judeo-Christian Puritan idea that work is nine to five yeah. and the office hours are X, Y, Z. And actually at Canada Helps, we struggle with time zones, mm -hmm. right? Because again, you know, December 31st in the West Coast and you shut off things that are early, you're missing donations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of creative folks have very different circadian rhythms than a lot of office-minded administrative teams. Mm -hmm. So one of the challenges in, the, in this whole piece of, is offering the flexibility of time and how do people come together and how can we support them in that? And I see people now experimenting with Slack and messaging and all these different things to, to figure that out. But that for me is one of the last bastions because every time someone wants flexibility with time, there's always someone saying, but office hours are nine to five, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm well, expecting them to be creative, but it's hard. So I'll tell you how one of the things, because you need, you need to think about um, work remote policies and what are the things, because what is really important as well, if you're going to allow people to work from home, you still have to think about health and safety. 
Mm. You can't just ignore that, right? Yeah. So we've 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 offered our employees um, uh, good chairs at home, Ooh. for example. Um, but then there's the other way of reorganizing your think it works. So we we we've created this new. We stopped using the term performance management. Ooh. And we've started using the word progress management. What? <laughs> and mind blown. Paul's yes. brain oh just gosh, exploded. Tell me more, so so we this. wrote we rewrote job descriptions and we started to we we everything is focused around what are your three accountabilities? And then within those accountabilities, what are your responsibilities? And then we talk about how you have smart goals to accomplish your accountabilities and responsibilities. And we intersect them with the priorities, the annual priorities of the organization. And we develop smart goals that intersect with their accountabilities and responsibilities. The priorities are a strategic plan the measurements that go with it, the percentage of time they devote to it. We're just, we're still figuring this out, but it's not just, because the thing is, CEOs, if you're listening, stop thinking that you're getting the most productivity out of a nine to five day. You're going to get the most productivity out by having clear priorities, realistic expectations, and value creation. Mm -hmm. That's the way we think about the evolving. This is from someone who has run these kind of organizations, large and small, national and local. Like this is huge to hear mm -hmm. from, from someone like yourself so that, so that CEOs can have the courage maybe to start thinking about this. Because mm -hmm. cracking open the nine to five to a lot of them just feels very daunting. Mm -hmm. But we know from you know the Tim Ferrises of the world that it's about the productivity, it's about the output, right? And and what are you achieving? Yeah. Ugh, performance development. So what, what is true though, is we don't know where this is gonna land in the post COVID world. Mm. Because people are going, oh, everybody's now working from home. So nobody's going back to the office. Mm, not so fast. Yeah. The pendulum swings, right? So it's yeah. going to swing back somewhere mm -hmm. and it's up to us as leaders to create what works for us in our organization. Mm -hmm. um, and our teams. Um, so I don't know where this is going to end up. That's why two, two years is a great time for us to figure out our new world. Mm -hmm. And after two years, I'm going, okay, so where will we be then? I'm saying, okay, maybe we'll still be at WeWork. Maybe that model will work for us in the long term, or maybe we will join up with three other charities and share space mm -hmm. and think of collaborations and, and things that can go with that, yeah. maximizing value, or maybe we'll be back in a different kind of traditional space. But we don't have to decide that now because we got two years to help figure this out. And, you know, there isn't easily WeWorks in the, in the, you know, Fredericktons and the Nanaimo's of Canada, right? I, I really do see in particular community foundations and United Ways and other teams who are these hub and spoke charities starting to create these places and spaces for charities. But again, how can we go past time and space to, to achieve what we need to? That's going to be power. Because again, a lot of EDs when I talk to to say, look, I don't have the salary to be offering people, what can I to, to do to give them? And flexibility, mm -hmm. flexibility is a superpower work benefit. Mm -hmm. But how do you how do you truly offer that? Mm -hmm. that's, I think uh, that's really smart. 
it's, it's, we are living in a world now where a five-year plan doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we, we are, I was saying this to the kids, they're trying to figure out what they're doing next year. I'm like, wait, that is a future sky problem. That's a future chase. We don't need to think about that. What we need to think about right now is the short term, what's happening domestically next week, two weeks from now, and within an organization, planning for a year or two at most is a good use of time. We, we, just a, we just finished a strategic plan and we and we've created one that will guide us for three years and we're going to be agility is one of our underlying values so we know that every year we're going to have to reevaluate the priorities mm -hmm. and and um and operations within each year but what we've done is structured the four pillars of our strategic plan the objectives of our strategic plan and the goals of our strategic plan, those won't change for three years. The tactics and the measurements and the priorities can be reviewed every year, but, the, yeah. but we have a guiding light. That's a very smart way yeah. of approaching that. Super cool. There we go. I think, I think that's going to be a conversation super valuable to people because they're really struggling with this. And there's a tension here for a lot of people. So Good luck uh, editing it all, Kimberly. But uh, I think I think it's a super valuable discussion. I hear frustration for a lot of people. There's a lot of of our peers out there too are saying, you know, never have an office again. Talk to talk to a yeah. mom. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. back to the office the second it's available. But you yeah, know, you know what? That's a point. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a great point. point. That's a well. Talk about a mom. I mean, Paul. <laughs> Paul, you are the primary caregiver of your children right now while you're trying to do this and your job. So uh, you're, you're feeling that tension just like any mom would feel. Although we do know, we do know that women have been primarily affected by the yes. changes and demands in society. We do know that that yeah. is true. Uh, I, I have a wonderful colleague, Claire Warner in the UK. I mean, she's working in the UK. She's, I'm actually taking one of her courses on imposter syndrome right now because it's very relevant, but she runs this wonderful course and uh, her email, her auto response from her email just says, I'm homeschooling two kids. We live in the country and we're all fighting over bandwidth for the internet. And so I'm gonna be working non-traditional hours to take care of my kids and make sure we all have the internet that we need right now. Mm -hmm. And that that message just it just it just means that we don't we we need to be flexible around how responses work and how collaboration works because everybody's just doing the best that they can right now. Yeah, but it works because she's got her own business. And again, a lot of our traditional yeah. charities have people running the show where they say, I need you to turn an out of office on if you're leaving for 40 minutes or something. You're like, we've got to, uh, again, help people give them the confidence to, to buck the old system. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but that's the, Kimberly, you just said the word. It's about flexibility. It's not a nine to five job. We are creating value for society. Mm -hmm. And who said it has to be mm -hmm. in a nine to five, five day a week? The Europeans are way ahead of us. Like they're more in the four day work week in some cases. And yeah. we've just we've just added uh, uh, no meeting Fridays to our no meeting Fridays. No yeah. meeting Fridays. Wow. So it's just we're figuring this out, but it's just. Yeah. There's so many, you know, I want to say again that the 
things are really tough for many people right now, but um, there are lots of positive things that will come out of this, notwithstanding all the really difficult circumstances that people are having right now. I couldn't agree more. We talked about that in the resilience um, episode with Rakesh Lakhani, that this is an opportunity there. When this is over, there will be people that have taken advantage of this opportunity to look at how they can innovate and be more nimble and agile and respond differently. And they're just, we're going to have like hockey stick growth all over the place when we 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 shouldn't be trying to get back to normal we, we are going to define what the new normal is going forward and that's exactly what you're doing mark it's exactly what you're doing so you're going to get a lot of people here wanting to apply for a job with you <laughs> great stuff well we like hiring great people who are thought provokers and problem solvers awesome great thank you both this Thank is you. awesome. Like you guys have so many interesting topics that you're going to talk about. <laughs> there is a long list. Yeah. Lots well, to unpack. I'm I'm uh, going to keep listening. I Paul, I cheekily put in the channel the other day. Everybody, I'm listener number one. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Paul, Paul doesn't like hanging out on Facebook, so he might not have seen that. But but Mark right. was very proud. I, I happened to stumble on it because uh Kimberly posted but something by mistake and I'm like oh what's this and I went through and I started listing and she's like get out of the website <laughs> <laughs> oh now we're going under the hood okay <laughs> well you know what that's what we're doing here we are failing fast like it, you know we launched with done is better than perfect before we had a real color logo before I had you know we didn't wait for that stuff because what if it just doesn't work yeah. what if what if it doesn't work this huh? is a startup at its best. Yeah. Well, yeah. Again, that's, this that's is very much that, startup. Yeah. That's Malcolm, exactly uh, it. And, Malcolm and, Burroughs gave me, which was don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, right? So true. Keep it as uh, Seth Golden says. So true. And then people feel like they're involved in the ground floor of something yeah. fun, right? We can yeah. just be a hot mess together. Mm -hmm. So there we go. Cool. All right. Never have more fun. Yeah. Have a happy weekend. Thank yes. you. Um, I'm going to uh, work a couple more hours and then get out for a good long walk with yeah. you. I got to the gym this morning and that was good. I did not want to go, but I came back feeling really glad I went. I started back to yoga this week and my body is growing. We haven't moved that way in a while. Ah. <laughs> yoga and video and like uh, my mat on the floor and whatever. Yeah. My only physicality is actually through that Oculus headset that I bought because because are you doing the Star a, Wars? I no, I live in a construction zone uh, up near York University. So there's no nature around me. But I, I but a colleague said to get this Oculus and said you can walk through the forest. Yeah. So it is. It's super cool that way. But unfortunately, the children have discovered the Star Wars and the video games. Yeah. But so I have to fight them for it all the time. That's all, well, because they want to use it all the time. I yeah. use the boxing in the okay. oculus which i loved and um and rob does um beat saber beat sabers yeah yeah that's pretty cool too i like yeah, it yeah yeah all right mark's working now so yeah <laughs> thanks no, hit me in this last hour and a half yeah <laughs> yep that's that was great that was a really great Thank chat thanks for great to see you talk soon bye, okay. bye.
always fun to spend time with those guys. I hope today's episode provided you some inspiration for how you might lead your organization in the post-COVID era. We would love to hear how that's going, so please connect with us uh, by visiting intersectionhub.ca forward slash engage. Thank you for sharing your time with us today. 